You're listening to the B2B Growth Think Tank, the show that brings you the virtual hot seat where each week my expert guests and I help another business leader by masterminding actionable solutions to a specific challenge they're currently trying to solve in their business. So if you're looking for answers to a specific challenge that you're facing, that if you could solve in the next 90 days would have a huge impact on your growth, send it in to thinktank at thinklikeafish.co.uk and we'll see if we can feature you on the show. My name is Adam King, your host and the captain of the ship at growth consultancy Think Like a Fish. And if you're ready to rethink what's possible for your business and discover the growth strategies, advice and insight to turn this new vision into a reality, let's get started. Today, I'm going to show you some of the most popular and profitable types of strategic alliances that you could use in your business. So make sure you watch till the end as there's a few in here that you might not necessarily have thought about before. So the first one is online. Now, you've probably seen a version of this. Um, If you are watching this, you are on YouTube, so you are online. So you have been probably exposed to this type of thing, right? But what you want to do here is you want to find someone with a complimentary product or service and contact them to promote your service or bundle it with their own. Now, this can be done through emailing each other's lists or via placing uh, links in their newsletter or contributing to their newsletter or putting banners on their website, that kind of thing. Now, this is incredibly simple. It's it's the easiest way to get started and, and thinking about a strategic alliance, right? And it basically means that you are able to get exposure to somebody else's audience, list, visitors, that kind of thing on their website. So very, very simple way of doing it. So online, that's the first one, and it's probably the most simple to set up. The second one is licensing. Now, with this, What this means is that you can make money instantly by buying or owning the rights to other products or services that are proven. Because what happens here is it's already been tested. So you don't need to spend the time and the energy to prove that it would actually sell. And so much in business is time, money, resources, everything is spent basically trying to sell something that is not proven, it hasn't got the demand and it becomes really, really quite difficult, kind of like you're rolling a a rock up a hill, right? So why don't you skip all of that and go and find something that is proven to have demand, it's got happy customers um, or clients, and you can then license that to use yourself and sell to your existing clients or your prospects or whatever sort of distribution channel that you're operating. Now, the flip side of this is that you could also do a, do a similar thing and charge a royalty fee for the rights to your product or services and make money hands free. So if you have, say, for example, a particular system or way of doing something or a particular um, IP that you can essentially package and provide to somebody else, then you can use licensing is a very effective way to do it. Now, you know, let's say for example, you're a, um, a lawyer and you've got a very effective way of generating clients for your practice. You could package that up and sell it on to other lawyers in different areas. So obviously you're not gonna be you know, competing directly in the same locality, for example, but that can have you sort of have a, a royalty fee coming in on a regular basis and that can quickly add up. So it is, again, it's one of the quickest ways to make serious profits. First way is probably easier finding the product and acquiring the rights than if you have to completely sort of like develop your own um, system. But if you've got it there already and you can easily show people how to use it, again, it's a fairly, um, fairly quick way to do it. The next one is distribution. 
And what you do here is that you find a distributor that has an existing sales channel and you find a good quality targeted product or service and you make a cut on every sale that is made on both sides. That's a pretty simple deal. Now, another thing that you can do is you can basically negotiate exclusivity if the product or the service owner doesn't have already some kind of um, affiliate or partner program in place. And that means that you get to control the distribution and you get to control the money, right? So you can add people onto the partner or affiliate program that you've effectively created for this distribution partner, right? So there's another way of doing it. Another one, product or service creation. Now, one of the best ways to rapid rope, it is, it is ultimately to open or develop or create new products or services and take them to new markets. So what you can do here is take over, repurpose, repurpose or package together another company's product and or their service, right? And what this basically means is that you can create multiple six figures with this strategy. And you can find something that is working in, in, a, in a different industry, but is not totally unrelated, repurpose it and repackage it. Um, it's a bit like potentially getting the, the license rights um, as, as, as previously and creating something that's brand new that you can offer to your, um, your clients, your prospects, that kind of thing. And you can, you can sell it in another way. So again, this can lead to an awful lot of um, additional revenue coming into your business for, for not an awful lot of extra work, right? So the next one is endorsements probably familiar with this kind of approach but essentially what you're going to do here is create a relationship with a similar type of company but one that's non-competing to generate cross endorsement opportunities and so this process it can be used in a multiple number of ways you can use it as a pure exposure play if you're looking to go out and um, get certain and say content shared so that people get to hear about you um, you could use it as a lead generator where you um, offer something where the only way to get it is to um, leave their details like an email address that kind of thing or it could be a back end to yours and their client list as well as a front end to your current prospects. So it could be something that is offered after somebody has already bought from you. So you, if you don't have anything additional to um, offer your clients, you could use your endorsement partners as the next thing to um, recommend that's gonna solve a problem that potentially your solution, your service, your product has created, but you don't solve that problem, but somebody else does. So you can make that endorsement and take a, a, a percentage. Um, or it could be used as a pure front end piece. So it could be just a pure, here's something that is um, incredibly valuable and I highly, highly recommend that you take a look and you know it's it's a pure front end piece. Now you do, you, you know, with this, you would generate a percentage of every sale made on your endorsement and vice versa. Again, it's a fairly simple deal. It's one that's done pretty, uh, pretty regularly. So that's endorsements. Upselling, this is a slightly different one to endorsements, but it is along a similar theme. So what this is, it's kind of upselling at the point of purchase because every company needs an upsell strategy, right? So what you can do is show other companies how they can upsell your products or services to increase the average unit of purchase once they become a client. So you'll see this all the time on Amazon, for example. Um, 
you know, people that bought this also bought that. And they put that in front of you and, and a percentage of people will then go on and buy it. It's a similar kind of thing, right? You've just bought our service. We can highly recommend to make the most of it that you would buy this thing over here, whatever it may well be, to make the purchase of this product or this service really sort of, you know, get even more benefit out of it. So it's kind of at that point where people have that least buying resistance, as it were. Um, but the one thing to be important, you know, to make sure here is that you absolutely make sure that this is something that's going to add additional value and help somebody get a, you know, a, a result or an outcome, um, solve a problem faster, better, quicker, cheaper than they would if they didn't use it, right? So again, you always have to put your client or your customer at the center of this kind of strategy to make sure it's not just about you making a quick buck, right? And because ultimately you want it to be a win-win-win, both for you, your partner, and your client and customer, right? So the next one is reactivating inactive buyers. Now this is a good one because there's lots of stats out there, but you know it costs around six times as much to get a new customer or client, right? Now, the problem is customer attrition is pretty rampant. And what this is, is the amount of customers that businesses lose every year, and it's generally around 20%. But the problem is businesses are so busy looking for, looking for new customers, they lose existing customers and they don't even know it. That's a big problem, right? So what you can do is get together with other businesses and offer them um, your products and services to reactivate dormant customers for a percentage of the profits. So this could be going back to old customers that you've had offering something um, new that um, your partner offers and you take a percentage of the profits. So you are still monetizing the clients that you've worked so hard to generate. And for whatever reason, they've fallen through the cracks and they've you know, they, they're not a direct customer of you anymore, but it's, you know, they still are in your network, right? You can still um, generate revenue from those customers or those clients, right? This is a great way to do it. Another way, similar, but this is, this is probably one of my favorites and that's unconverted leads. And let's say, for example, company A, they generate 5,000 um, leads a month, right? And they convert, say, just 15% of them. Well, what are they going to do with the other 4,250? You know, these unconverted leads that they've spent money to generate. That's, you can do the maths on, on generally how much it costs you to generate a lead in your business. You know, that's a lot, right? So what you can do is get them to do an endorsed joint venture, a, a joint venture or joint mailing campaign to promote your product or service to all of those unconverted leads because they haven't purchased. So essentially they become a sunk cost in the business and then you get to split the profit because they may have generated that lead and it wouldn't necessarily mean that all of those leads are ready for what they do right now, but they could need something else. And that something else could be you and your business and your service and your product. So it's a fantastic way of doing it. And you can, again, flip it the other way around. You can find other companies and offer their products and services to your unconverted leads. So again, it doesn't become so much of a sunk cost because just because they're not necessarily ready for what you are offering right now, it doesn't mean they're not ready for something else. And seriously, there is a there is so much abundance in leads for everyone. And this is you know this one strategy itself. It it can it can it can literally create revenue out of what you would previously have put down to something, you know, an, an unrecoverable cost, right? And one of the big challenges in business is follow up. 
And this is another way to offer, you know, follow up and communication and all the rest of it to um, to your leads that you have generated. So, you know, that's there. There are eight common ways that you can use um, straight away in your business to begin to explore the ways of using strategic alliances to boost your bottom line. So I hope you found some of those useful and it's got you thinking about some different ways of viewing, you know, using strategic alliances. Next time, I'm going to show you how to actually define your perfect strategic alliance partners. And I'm going to give you some examples of what a partner could look like for different types of businesses in case you're sort of thinking, right, I'm getting this idea a little bit, but I'd like to know and see some actual concrete examples of what types of businesses could work with other types of businesses. So make sure you tune in for that one. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found it valuable. I hope you got some great ideas that you can take away and apply to your business to help you grow. If you did, please share it with somebody else that might also find this valuable because they will thank you for it. Also, to let you know that I have a podcast gift page where I put a lot of resources that I love to share with my listeners. You can find the links to join the Facebook community there and you can get my book, The Conversational Relationship Marketing and the audiobook version all for free, plus a number of other resources I'll be adding over time on that page. So make sure you head there to thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift and you can help yourself to the things that make most sense to you and if you have enjoyed the show please make sure you're subscribed you'll get updated as the new episodes come out and finally last favor please consider giving the show your honest rating and review on apple podcasts i read every single one they mean the world for me i love hearing from my listeners and it does help others find the show as well so if you want to go and do that i'd really appreciate it but until next time have an awesome day and we'll speak soon